Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are live in Richmond for the first time today. Welcome to our Richmond audience. AM 910 FM 105.1. You're locked into Grant and Danny on the fan all over D.C., and the DMV on our flagship 106.7. Wherever you're at, you got to listen to the Odyssey app. Crystal clear and easy to use. Take us with you out and about. The Odyssey app is the way to go coast to coast. Let's get to Phoenix, Arizona. Speaking of which, uh, it's radio. We could do that. BetQL guest hotline is where we find our guy Brad Spielberger of PFF, one of our favorite NFL guests. Brad, we appreciate the time. How you been? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good as always, my friend. Let's dive into the matchup this weekend. How has your thinking evolved on this game as you started to look at some of the data and some of the numbers? Like, what what do you not think, or what do you think now that you maybe didn't think at the beginning of the week? Yeah, you know, I think the more and more you dive into the kind of the numbers and the context surrounding how these teams got here, um, you know, we've heard a ton about the Eagles' pass rush unit and being this elite, elite unit that led the league in sacks and had one of the highest sack totals of all time, and that is true. Um, they also played more snaps on defense with a lead of, of over a touchdown than any team in the NFL by a wide margin. Uh, the number two team, the Chiefs, were second in sack. So you, you kind of start to poke holes, a little bit of areas. And, and Patrick Mahomes, he did take three sacks against the Cincinnati Bengals last week, but before that game had not taken more than two sacks since week nine. So, you know, for one betting angle, you, know, you can get the Eagles under two and a half sacks is plus money. Um, but from a non-betting angle, I also just think it goes back to how much quarterbacks can control that sack number by just evading pressure, getting rid of the ball quickly, all those things. Um, And I still like the Chiefs in this matchup. So that's the minority opinion, as you know. And I'm a little bit surprised by that because Reed and Mahomes together are kind of the can't-miss tandem that normally gets backed. Does it come down to people just thinking the Eagles are more complete? Why do you think there are so many national experts and pundits and analysts like yourself that are rolling with Philly? Yeah, you know, I, I do. I think they think, like, like we've seen it all week long, it's, oh, the Chiefs are better at quarterback and tight end, but then every other position group is in favor of Philadelphia. I'm not really sure I agree with that. I think, you know, look, the offensive line is better in Philadelphia, but the Chiefs' interior is as good as the Eagles' interior, and those are arguably the two best interior offensive lines in the NFL. And then, yes, I give it the edge at tackle to the Eagles, but 
you know, for running the ball, for moving guys around on the, on the middle, um, up the middle. Uh, I think the Chiefs honestly have an advantage there and a, and a worse run defense for the Philadelphia Eagles. So if they do get a lead, they can maybe lean on that a little bit, get Isaiah Pacheco going and kind of keep Jalen Hurts off the field. The second point is the injury situation for both quarterbacks. I think that we're having all this conversation and talking all about Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain and that Jalen Hurts' shoulder is, is just as big of an issue. Um, his, his three lowest-graded accuracy games, not grades, but we chart every throw on, their, on the accuracy level. His three most accurate games are his last three games. I don't think he's very comfortable right now. Brad, I... I, I basically have talked myself. So you, when you, when like a smart person like yourself comes on and, and tells me something that's really sharp, I start to question everything. But I basically have been on Philadelphia all week. I feel like they're the better team. It's just a matter of time. This is their year. It's kind of a coronation. But I do this little thing where I got a little bit of doubt. Where I go, yeah, but Andy Reid after two weeks, like that to me is the thing that's sort of my my cautionary uh, tale for being super bullish. What sort of stuff might he do? Like what weaknesses has he found? What's he got concocting? Yeah, so look, I would first say, look, there are many, many more smart people on the Eagles, so don't don't let me shake you off your stance, <laughs> and if you feel confident, um, you know, stick with that. But, yeah, I mean, look, Andy Reid, as we know, off a bye is incredible. I think what he will be able to do is find some holes in this defense. So I mentioned they're susceptible against the run. They're not great up uh, over the middle, but they're kind of better with Darius Slay and James Bradbury on the outside. And then I thought there was a very, very interesting quote. I know they're kind of being sore losers right now, but – the San Francisco 49ers, a lot of their players going out there and talking about how they had a lot of matchups they liked and, and different things they liked against this Eagles defense that we did not get to see because they didn't have a quarterback under center. But for me, look, Darius Slay and James Bradbury, I think, are as good as it gets for an outside corner duo. Really, really, really good players. But if you were going to poke holes in them or find a weak spot, look, they're both around 30 years old or older. They're bigger guys that I think match up well with big body guys. But you're going up against speedy yards after the catch, make you miss me open field guys like Kadarius Tony and Juju Smith Schuster. I don't think those are great matchups for them. Um, of course, if those guys can get healthy and can play, but if you get to the ball underneath those corners and then let them maybe make them miss in space, I think that's how you take advantage of them on defense to a degree. Brad Spielberger of PFF on Grant and Danny. Let's talk Jalen Hurts for a second. You mentioned the injury. I, I want to talk more specifically just about his season, and let's assume he's healthy and he's himself on Super Sunday. There was a take that made the rounds from Chris Sims, and, and I'm not a Sims basher. I, I like him as an analyst. I think sometimes uh, he thinks differently than other people, and you're not allowed to do that, really, without everyone screaming at you. But he did say something to the extent of, you know, Jalen Hurts is, is right now has an easy job. Know that it, the Eagles are an easy team to quarterback. And I agree with that for the record. Now, I think a lot of that has to do with Jalen Hurts' presence. Like, they run the ball exceptionally well, better with him. Uh, the fact that they have read option and some some uh, RPOs and, and that they have great weapons on the outside and the best offensive line in the league, like, that's all fair. But you guys had him rated as number four among quarterbacks in grade. You had him sixth as just a passing grade this year. I'm just curious what you make of that thought of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you know, I, I think you went a little bit too far. I think you said outside of top ten. Again, I'm not here to bash anyone. And I do think people should disagree and should argue. Um, and I also completely agree. Look, it is objectively, you know, you have one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in the NFL. I think offensive line coach slash run game coordinator Jeff Statland probably is 
the best run schemer in the entire NFL as well, maybe Kyle Shanahan, but, you know, right in that conversation. And then, of course, you go out and add A.J. Brown, you have Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Look, no one's arguing it's an easy or it's a hard job, but at the same time, you can, again, kind of dig into the weeds and find individual growth for him. So I mentioned some of that accuracy. One issue for him going back to last year was throwing outside the numbers. You know, he was good at getting the ball out quickly or good at getting the ball over the middle. This year, he took a quantum leap on his accuracy outside the numbers, which, again, you know, A.J. Brown helps you in that regard. But, but we're not crediting, you know, the receiver being open. We're crediting it being an accurate throw into a bucket, things like that, that, that is independent to a degree of the player he's throwing to. So I, I just think that, yes, his environment's easy, but you don't go from being like a league average quarterback to being, you know, top five, top ten, and he taper drop back and all these various stats, obviously PFF grade, which is pretty stable year to year for, for quarterbacks. Um, it's also because of his individual growth, no question. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football, Pro Football Focus, with us here on GND. Outside of Kelsey for Kansas City, who else would you circle as, as having a chance to have a big game? You know, I think Chris Jones. You know, I get that again. The Eagles' interior offensive line is phenomenal, but Jason Kelsey, as incredible as he is, one of the best centers you know we've seen in a long time. I think you can maybe with strength. Um, a little bit against the pass can maybe exploit him to a degree. Uh, he's not bad, he's not bad by any stretch, but I think he's kind of we know him as elite in space, great at getting to the second level and spearheading that run game, that QB sneak game, all those things. I would say it's more of a strength than pass protection. Again, not a weakness. And then you know, left guard Landon Dickerson got hurt in their last game. Is going to be wearing a brace on his elbow. You know, again, he's going to play, probably going to be fine, but you never know. Maybe he you know he. He re-injures that or it's bothering him with pain management, whatever. Um, so I think Chris Jones, I mean, has to have another monster performance like he did against Cincinnati for this defense. And then flip side for the Eagles, they got so many weapons, can beat you in so many different ways. Is this an A.J. Brown game? Is this a Devontae Smith game? Is it a Miles Sanders game? Is it a Goddard game? Give me somebody that has a nice afternoon or a nice evening for Philly. I think this is a Dallas Goddard game. I really do. So, again, I mentioned kind of over the middle. We had the Chiefs as the worst pass defense between the numbers. Um, you know, they really struggle. In, uh, you, know, you know, the safeties are okay, um, but they kind of, you know, had Brian Cook and Juan Thornhill and some of these younger players cycling through. Justin Reed was a nice free agent addition. But their linebackers are also good against the run, um, but are not guys you want in pass protection. Nick Bolton, you know, one of the top you know, tacklers in the NFL – I mean, I think you and I could get separation on him in coverage. Maybe that's a little bit, a little bit strong. But, but you know, so, so I think that's how you attack Kansas City is over the middle. And I think Dallas Goddard and a little bit of Kenneth Gainwell um, could be key focal points for this offense in this game. We're not as twitchy as we once were, right? <laughs> I'm not sure. You, you might be able to get open. I don't know about us. Not us. Uh, let's broaden the scope. Let's go outside of the Super Bowl, bounce around the NFL. Brad Spielberger of PFF here on Grant and Danny. I want to start with uh, last time we had John, we were – Kind of predicting a contract for Deron Payne. You had it at about four years and $80 million. You know, my sources with the team uh, tell me that they are very adamant that they want to get a deal done with Payne, that they are kind of – they changed their plan. A year and a half ago, they were planning on paying Chase Young. As of right now, they don't think that's going to happen uh, based on how his career is going. So that money goes to Deron Payne. Well, what do you make of what Ron Rivera said yesterday? I think those were massive comments. Yeah, I put a tweet out. I saw, you know, it was kind of a, a pro football talk article about the Chase Young comments. But to me, the far more interesting comments were about Deron Payne and just saying, 
you know, for him to say the words like you want to reward a guy like that for, you know, buying in, not holding out, not, you know, making threats and all those things and just coming in and having in many ways the best season of his career. Um, yeah, I, I am now the tea leaves. I think to me that he will be back next year. I do think it now probably starts with a franchise tag, um, you know, of around $19 million. I think it's going to be hard to get a deal done. And that, that deadline is March 7th, so less than a month away. Um, and then they will work on a deal. Look, they learned their lesson, but I think, again, try to get this deal done as early as possible. Um, because, I mean, Durant, Durant Payne knows this, but there are so many guys in that position that are about to sign monster deals. You want to go early. You don't want to sit around and be the last one to sign. What do you think of Rivera coming out on February 8th and basically saying we're not going and getting a veteran, Sam Howell's going to be the starter going into camp? Yeah, it's hard to kind of make sense of it. I mean, for me, it's bizarre. Look, I guess that they were in the hunt, so to speak, and, you know, want to be kind to a guy, Taylor Heineke, that's done a lot for the organization, want to try to get some money's worth out of Carson Wentz. But to go from this guy is unplayable until week 18 to then, oh, yeah, he's our surefire, guaranteed week one starter next year is just a a pivot that is just, I don't don't buy it, right? So I get they're not going to go the veteran route. I'm sure they don't want to spend more money there, spend more draft capital there. And I get they're not picking super high, um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I would imagine they have to explore at least maybe mid-tier veteran free agents, um, you know, like a Jacoby Brissett or a Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that. Um, or maybe we do some take a, a quarterback, and if not the first, maybe they are in the mix for, you know, a guy in the second round, something like that. So, I don't know. Look, I mean, Howell obviously was highly touted, then dropped going into his last year. But for me, it's just a little bit fishy to go from, you know, he couldn't get on the field to now he's, He's not going to have. He's our, you know, surefire starter six months out from training camp. Yeah, and, and Rivera talked about the reason we did it isn't just one game; it's the college tape, and we like this and that. Well, you liked him so much, you, you let him last until the fifth round. I, I, I wonder though, Brad, if if they're basically now looking with great envy at maybe a Philadelphia or some of these other teams that have quarterbacks on the rookie deal, and they'll just go, maybe we'll try this. It seems like they're very reactionary. Give me your thoughts. No, 100%. And I think, you know, the, the, look, the Alex Smith move, I don't think you can hold against them. Obviously, that went terribly for an injury, not really their fault. But, I mean, the Wentz move, it's just like, what convinced you that that was a smart move? Um, and it was worth the money there as opposed to going cheap. But, I mean, they kind of did have that with Taylor Heineke. Like that. It's not like they've been spending a ton on quarterback. Um, and also, we're talking about extending, you know, a second defensive lineman to a massive deal. They have two highly paid wide receivers. Yeah, they could add some more on the offensive line, but they've spent a little bit there. Like, you know, the, the rookie contract benefit and all that comes with it, they're kind of already to a degree taking advantage of having a cheap quarterback by having all those expensive pieces elsewhere. So I get it, but if you want to talk about you know, maybe emulating the Philadelphia Eagles, if there is a guy in the second round like a Jalen Hurts, and yes, this is maybe kind of revisionist history because he's been so good now, but, but do not be afraid to add more competition. I mean, one name, I know we got hurt end of the year, but Hendon Hooker in Tennessee, you know, tore his ACL, but a really good player. Um, kind of a similar story as a transfer who kept getting better, kept working very hard, keeping his head down. Like, don't be afraid to continue making dart throws in the draft as opposed to, you know, having dart throws with trades for guys that I think are obviously not good at the position. Would you trade either Rodgers or Jackson or both? Uh, I would trade Aaron Rodgers at this point. I, I don't think the Packers are there. I, I think they have so many big decisions. Is David Bakhtiari going to be back at left tackle with his injuries? Or is he going to take a pay cut? Probably not. Rashawn Gary is kind of the only guy they have with juice in the pass rush towards ACL middle of the season. Maybe he isn't back for you know the first half of the year, whatever. And, and it gets harder to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. If they keep him another year 
and prorate this option bonus, they're actually going to have a larger financial penalty next offseason than they do this offseason. So for me, I do it. I see what I have in Jordan Love. And if he's not good, I take a quarterback. If he is good, you kind of hit the reset button. Um, but, but if I'm them, I probably do go ahead and do it. Lamar Jackson, no. Um, but that one's going to drag on forever. We're not going to get a resolution on that anytime soon. Brad, this is a very general question. It's probably going to be bad. You, you contribute over the cap.com as well. It's one of my favorite resources. The Saints, there's so much red ink next to them and cap space. Right, it's like it's like if if they they couldn't field the team today because they're so over the cap, it's such a disastrous situation. Then there are teams that are sort of like you know kind of close to it, but they treat it like this great wall that they can't get past. Other teams like the Saints are like, yeah, maybe we're in the Derek Carr market. We'll just add and we'll figure it out. Why do some teams treat the cap like it's like it's a, a horrifying monster, and other teams treat the cap like it's just a a gentle guideline, but no big deal if you go past it. Yeah, it's a very simple answer. It's not a bad question at all. The answer is ownership. I mean, Gail Benson in New Orleans does not care. There is Well, it matters more is cash than cap, and she doesn't really have a, a concern in either and says, spend whatever you need to spend. I want the team to be competitive. I want, them to, I want us to try to win every year. Rams is the same with you know, Stan Kroenke and all his money. Yeah, that, that is, unfortunately, at the end of the day, it's, it all comes down to the ownership and their willingness to spend. Um, at the same time, look, I, I get told every year, oh, the cap doesn't matter. The Saints figure it out every year. Yeah, they figure out how to field a sub-500 roster full of 33-year-old players that I don't think is going to be good until 2025. But, hey, if, that, if that's your speed, then so be it. <laughs> Brad Spielberger of PFF. Great information. We really appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Enjoy the game, buddy. Him on to hop all over the NFL. A lot we can chew on there, but yet another plugged-in league analyst who comes on this show and predicts Aaron Rodgers being traded by the Green Bay Packers. It might actually happen this offseason. I have been burned too many times being the, it's never going to happen for established star with decade and a half or more experience with, uh, with his current team. Right? We're like, in my mind, Brett Favre is a Green Bay Packer still. No, he's not. Two, two other teams. Tom Brady, multiple times. Or not multiple, I guess one. But Aaron Rodgers, too. I've always been so skeptical. And then the seismic thing happens. So I'm not going to be the one saying, nah, this year. And yet again, we've got another person who doesn't believe Ron Rivera at his word that he's going to stick with Sam Howell. I said this yesterday. I think people just can't wrap their head around how fast they seemingly went from yeah. not thinking he was a starter in this league to now pushing all their chips in. And Rivera can say it's not all about one game or the one game didn't swing the pendulum into his favor, but it kind of did, didn't it? It had to. I mean, on Wednesday of the game week, you're planning on starting Heineke, and all of a sudden, you say you're going with Hal, and now he's just your unquestioned guy when you have a whole offseason to draft or sign or trade for somebody? That is a big leap that they made, and I I just think it's hard for people to wrap their head around. Yeah, when you heard him, he basically was like, this, then this? Come on. That's not necessarily like an argument. And I'm not ripping Brad. I mean, it's it, it, from the outside looking in, you go, this is your entire data set that you've decided to now bet your, your basically your tenure here on? Well, let me say it differently. If they had spent the year talking about Howell as their future starter, which they never really once did that. But let's just say they said, we're going to try to redshirt him. He'll compete in the future. We think he can be a starting quarterback. Or halfway through the year, they were saying, we'd love to get him on the field if we get a chance to this year. At some point, we think he's got a bright future. He's ready to play. We know he can help us. Anything like that, then 
the, it might have softened this. Yeah, the, the verdict of them saying he's the guy for this season would make more sense. But the only data points we have are he was your third string quarterback whenever everyone was healthy the entire season. The report came out in the final week of the year when he started that there were people in the building that didn't want him to play because they didn't think he could. That they were worried about his readiness. Quite literally, in yeah. week 18, they're worried about his readiness and they were afraid for him to have to start and play the entire game against the really good, scary Cowboys defense. And from that, after one game and 11 completions or whatever the numbers were, now he's just the guy? People are having a hard time grasping yeah, that. Yeah, two things. One, I would love to know some of those conversations because you know there were arguments. You know that there was disagreements. You know that there were people on both sides trying to make their case. I, I would have loved to have seen some of those discussions uh, when it came to Sam Howell. And then two, for, again, I, I don't want to say this otherwise. It, like, not like I'm in the building every day or in the locker room or anything like that, but I say outside. I mean, so, you know, people that are worried about the entire league, not just every little morsel that we get here from Washington. But if you're outside looking in, the data points are are not compelling to get you to the conclusion that, yeah, it's Sam Howell. No, no question about it. You and I, I think, could see it because we, we, we follow this thing so closely. But if you're outside looking in, you'd go, you mean to tell me you didn't hear word one about this dude since he was a fifth rounder, you know, a year ago, and now all of a sudden he's the guy? I think you're just lowering expectations. Yesterday, Ron Rivera said Howell's going to be the starter going into the season, very likely, and that they would need a solid veteran backup that they could bring in to, to help him, basically. And I think everyone's response to that that I saw was, well, why couldn't that just be Taylor Heineke, who already knows your offense and who people in the locker room already have good rapport with? Taylor Heineke just spoke on Radio Row and was asked about his future in D.C. The answer is compelling. You'll hear it next right here on Grant and Danny on the Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.